Praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study, which we have here every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. I'm here in my office streaming live for you online at the Pastor Curtis Facebook page and the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Grab your Bibles, pencil, paper, coffee, whatever you're going to need to get uh, with us and get to moving along in these scriptures. And they're just so wonderful and, and, and to be learning the truth of God's Word, not just uh, where scriptures are, just not uh, what scriptures we need to apply to this and that, but to always look through the blood of Jesus. The Lord told me a few days ago the only Word of God that the enemy will not be able to steal out of our hearts is that Word that's been dipped in the blood, that Word that we look to, learn, and begin to experience through faith alone in the cross of Jesus Christ. For there is the righteousness of God revealed. That, that's what the Bible says in the gospel. The righteousness of God is revealed in the, in the gospel. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel to those who go from faith to faith. And that righteousness is what Jesus did at Calvary. Who he is and what he provided through his death at Calvary. And God's word in Proverbs 8 and 8 says all the words of his mouth are in righteousness. That means we have to look at every single thing through faith in the cross and there we will find a brighter light, there we will find a truer meaning, there we will find and there alone will we find the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace applying that which we need every single day. Hallelujah. And again, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office. Grab your Bibles. We'll be in Romans chapter 14 today. This is part 5 of this 14th chapter. You can go back and listen to the previous broadcast uh, at the website, The Crossway Church, or the two sites I previously uh, have given Pastor Curtis Facebook page or the uh, YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316. You know... The context of all scripture has to be the righteousness of God. Jesus said the scriptures were about him in four or five different places. The Bible declares that. And he is our Lord of righteousness. And the only way we get to experience that righteous status of God, being righteous in Christ, is through our faith in the cross. And the only way we get to experience daily fruits of righteousness if, is if our faith remains in the cross. See, what Christ did at Calvary was the work of righteousness. We need to never forget that. And every word God has spoken is in righteousness. Therefore, there will be no understanding and we will stay as long as Jesus comes. Until Jesus comes, we will stay in the crippled and paralyzed place we've been, listen carefully, for centuries. For centuries as the church, knowing what it takes to get saved. But we've not known before 23 or so years ago that we're also sanctified by faith alone 
in the cross, nothing else. So many scholars, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of writings of old theologians and scholars who are no Bible scholars who are no longer here with us today. And almost every month or, or, or on a regular basis, I read things in their writings that proves they, they had no idea of this that we have today. And I say this not to belittle anybody from previous years, but though they didn't have it, they just didn't have it. And whether you're ignorant of this sanctifying truth, this way of the cross, or you've heard it and you reject it, either way is horrible. One, I don't know. Well, I'm going to suffer because of it. I'm going to suffer because of it. But the suffering and the pain is so much greater once I do hear and then I willfully ignore it. I choose not to go that way. And God's people have been bad about that throughout all the ages. Not to want to go the way of the sacrifice. We've, we've thought for centuries that's what got us in. Then we turn to programs. We turn to fads. We turn to all sorts of things. We are bad about that. But thanks be to God in these last few moments of time as we know it today before the rapture which is about to take place at any moment. I may not finish this. It is about to take place at any moment. The Lord has given us and is pouring out to us this truth as it pertains to the cross of Christ, His work there and how that relates to every single day of our lives. And when, we're, when we've heard that and we refuse to come out from what is not that, there will be much pain, there will be much torture, suffering that is not for righteousness, but for simply rejecting the knowledge of God. God told the prophet Hosea, and he wrote it down for us in chapter 4, verse 6, that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Not the knowledge they don't have, he said, but because you've rejected my knowledge, I will reject you. You see, there's only a rejection and a resistance of God, a denial from God toward people when they're resisting, rejecting, and denying Him. And how do we do that? Through simply not having faith in the cross alone, we are denying God. We are resisting Him. We, that's what the Bible says in Galatians, that uh, if we frustrate grace, that means deny it or set it aside by thinking we can have the fruits of righteousness by what we do outside of faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. We're... we're I'm talking about for centuries the church has not known it. It's been here. It's been written the whole time. But the church hasn't known it. And these things shouldn't make you mad. They should make you shout for joy. Hallelujah. Those who get mad at hearing this are the same people who got mad when they heard that you can only be justified by God through faith in the cross. That makes me happy. Hallelujah. But many, I'm sure, Martin Luther's day got mad about it and said, ah, no, 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 that can't be right. And they're saying the same thing today. And the multitudes will perish, but there is a remnant. Hallelujah. There is a remnant. Romans chapter 14, 
We are going to begin today in verse 15 and an overcap so far of what this chapter is about is you and I uh, learning to enjoy the freedoms, partake of the liberty and the freedoms we have in Christ without judging those who haven't reached a place of maturity maybe that we have. Not to condemn, not to push aside, not to uh, uh, belittle. Uh, And we'll see today Paul uses the word destroy, which means to bring to ruin. uh, You know, and, and really it all takes place when we condemn others, belittle others, constantly, as verse 1 says, always we're always about doubtful disputations. There are many people like that. Many, many people like that who are just waiting for a doubtful disputation today. Just where They get on social media and they're just waiting with a sledgehammer for a doubtful disputation. And uh, so that's not what we're called to. And we'll see a little bit better today this whole chapter being about don't condemn your brother because he's weaker in the faith than you are. That's what this is about. But love them and trust God to move in their lives as well. But it also doesn't mean, and we'll see this today, that we don't continue to enjoy the liberties we have. It just means we don't let what we know is good to us, we don't turn it and use it to constantly be in doubtful disputations with others. But we pray for them and we doesn't mean we don't share the truth. And we'll see that today. Look at verse 15. But if your brother is grieved with your meat, and he's talking about you're eating, you're partaking of meat, and your brother is weak in the faith because he's only eating vegetables. He's not weak spiritually because he's only eating vegetables. He's weak in the faith because he thinks that Only eating vegetables is getting him some righteousness. We need need to make sure we understand that. Let's just take a moment, let our eyes slide down the page to verse 17 so we can go ahead and throw this, uh, this great truth in so we can better understand what we're talking about today. Verse 17. Because the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. The kingdom of God is not what you eat and what you drink. But it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, which doesn't take place by what you eat or drink. The kingdom of God is righteousness, which has nothing to do with what you eat or drink. It's peace, which has nothing to do with what you eat or drink. And it's joy. That means the joy of the Lord is our strength in the Holy Ghost has nothing to do with what you eat or drink. Did you see that? And no, Paul's not condemning, he's not belittling, but he is expressing the reality of what the Lord has revealed to him. And I'm sure his desire was that the Lord Jesus would reveal the liberty we have the more we learn about what really was provided us at Calvary, that we're no longer tied to days and weeks and months and, and, and only eating this and only not and don't eat that and, and only do this on that day and all these rules and regiments and legal and all that letter of the law and rituals and rites and ceremonies that will bog us down that we'll never be able to even faithfully keep. But we can keep our faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. And what he did at Calvary. And the more we grow, the more we'll see how free we are. And Paul wrote about that. Imagine sitting in the church in Rome 
when this letter is read to the church there. And you're one, let's just say I was there in Rome and all I was eating was vegetables and I thought that was uh, maturing me. I thought that was uh, getting me some righteous fruit with the Lord. And I read this and this, my pastor's reading this letter in the church there in Rome and he says in verse 14, I know and I'm persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. Woo! What do I do with that? See, Paul didn't hold back, but he's not condemning. Paul has, the Lord, Jesus Christ, has revealed to Paul, there's nothing unclean. There's nothing unclean of itself. Doesn't matter if you only eat meat, if you only eat veggies, if you eat it all. It, because that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That's not what gave you your righteous status. That's not what will be the result of bearing the fruit of righteousness. Hallelujah. That'll be the fruit of the Spirit. That will be the character of Christ. That will be love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, self-control, faith, those those, those fruit of the Spirit in your life. Not what you eat and don't eat. You just read it in verse 17. And I'm sure sitting in that church in Rome when this letter was read, there were people who said, Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for revealing that to me today. But then I'm also pretty sure there was people who were there who do the same thing today who would say, Well, I don't know about all that now. I don't know about all that. But whichever way you went, you shouldn't be condemning the other. Because the Lord Jesus just hadn't revealed it to this fella yet. But if he will keep going in the faith and not deeper into his trusting in what he's eating, he can grow in the faith. You see... In this particular chapter, we see something maybe we don't see very often that he's not out of the faith just because he's believing he's getting somewhere by only eating vegetables. He's only weak in the faith. Amen. Now, I understand we can be out of the faith, but in this chapter we see that this man is not out of the faith simply because he's not eating anything but vegetables but he is in the process, hopefully, of learning, especially when the letter gets there. And Paul, the apostle, who was sent to the Gentiles, said the Lord has revealed to him there's nothing unclean. See, this is good news. This, this is good news. Because whatever we eat and drink, it's not going to bring about the fruits of righteousness. That only takes place as our faith is in the cross of Christ. And hear me this morning, we're learning to trust in that work more and more and more. We're called good soldiers by the Lord Jesus Christ, wearing full, fully armored that Paul talks about in Ephesians 6. And, and listen, we're good soldiers are soldiers who are learning to be good soldiers. Think about that. You're called many things by Christ. Salt, light, good soldiers. But in those things we are. But we have to learn to walk in those things that we are. And when we do, the fruit is going to be that of righteousness. 
The faith we've obtained, we've obtained this like precious faith through the righteousness of God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1 and 1, write it down if you're taking notes. That's the avenue through which we've obtained this measure of faith, Romans 12, 3, that we received. And that measure of faith only works through the avenue in which we received it. Amen. Through the righteousness of God. And we need to not destroy people. Let's go on and look at this today. But if your brother is grieved with what you're eating, you're eating of meat, <coughs> don't use it as an opportunity to walk in a way that's not love toward him. It says don't destroy him with your meat. Don't, don't use your freedom, your liberty as an opportunity to bring doubtful disputations in, belittling of, condemning just because he won't get it. You can't make a blind man see. And you and I do not hold the position of maturing the body of Christ. I can't change myself. I surely can't change you. You can't change yourself and you can't change me. All we can do is present the gospel. Oh, hallelujah. Because the gospel, when believed, is the power of God. We're talking about the message of the cross of Christ. And when believed, we're changed and we continue to be changed by the Holy Spirit. Remember, we go from faith to faith as the righteousness of God is revealed to us in the gospel. We don't go from faith to faith without the gospel focus. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, the church may have been in the dark ages much longer than what we call the dark ages, but just a few short years ago that there's a people of God coming out of the dark ages. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're coming out of the dark ages. Glory to God. I can't change you. You can't change me. And because of that, I can only desire to be more like Him for myself, to be conformed more into His image. I desire that for you too. But if I'm not careful, if you're not, if you're not maturing at the level that I'm maturing, or if I'm not maturing at the level you're maturing, we got to be careful not to always be about doubtful disputations. We have to be careful not to condemn, belittle, cast aside, do away with. Now, by no means, we don't let people get in our pulpits and preach who don't know the cross of Christ is the way of sanctification. That they're, go they're going to bring harm to the sheep, and when we do that, we are not, even though we say we're watchmen on the wall, and we are, but sometimes we just flat out lay down and go to sleep as watchmen, and that's what we're doing when we allow other people to minister Law, works, trusting in, you know, I only eat this and God has changed my life. No, no, no. Your health might have changed, but that has nothing to do with righteousness. We don't let those people, we love them, we pray for them, we're not condemning them. And hear me, my friends, it's not condemnation to guard your pulpit. It's not belittling someone, although they'll call you someone who's just belittling and cast us out just because you won't let them preach in your pulpit. That's not what this is about. I, I, the Lord told me years ago, you're not to bring anybody in to minister to the sheep 
who doesn't know this truth and who, who will not point my people to Calvary. Not going to happen here on, on, on my watch. Not going to happen on my watch. I, I, I'm not trying to build anything. I'm not, I'm not after anything except the maturity of the saints, which I can't do, but I can constantly present that if which believed can the Holy Spirit. It has to be the gospel, my friend, no matter what we're preaching, because without the context of the gospel, faith in the gospel, righteousness will not be revealed. And no matter how you want to change the scripture there in Romans 1, 16 and 17, with your own man, wisdom of men, you cannot go from faith to faith without faith in the gospel. There, that's why we've been crippled and paralyzed for centuries. Because well we just we we well God must also just go ahead and God must also go no 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 God only works in truth Psalms thirty three four to 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 bring the new covenant uh, New Testament scripture to confirm Psalm thirty three four is Romans eight and two the law of the spirit of life the spirit of grace in Christ Jesus makes us free from the law of sin and death. And believe me, if, if, if you think that you're maturing because you're only eating meat or you're only eating vegetables or if you think you're maturing because you're eating both, then that's not the way of righteousness. And we need to just wake up and be focused and hungry for righteousness because the kingdom of God is righteousness. It's not what you eat. Righteousness is not about what you eat or don't eat. It's peace. That's not about what you eat or don't eat. Not in the natural anyway. And it's joy. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. But that doesn't come by what we eat or don't eat. We need to think about that. I've said some profound things this morning. And you can either choose to believe God's word without someone bending or stretching or making things up or you can stay crippled and paralyzed and make, play the make-believe game wondering why you just can't seem to be moving forward. Why you constantly are stuck in a place where you, know, you really don't like those who appear to be more mature than you and you we really are found belittling those that are not as far along as we are. We have, to, we have to be very careful with all these things as we grow and we're all in different places in this race if we're still in the faith. As Paul would say more than once, examine yourself, make sure you're in the faith. So let's read this today. If your brother, verse 15, be grieved with your meat, now don't walk outside of love toward him. Just because you're free, the Lord's revealed to you there's nothing unclean, don't walk outside of love, which would be having doubtful disputations, bringing uh, all these things in to belittle, to prove to him he's weak in the faith. And, and all these things, just pray for them and keep presenting the gospel. Keep presenting what Paul presented which will always point you to the gospel because if Paul was persuaded that nothing was unclean and being coming to this knowledge and this understanding and this persuasion 
being of the Lord Jesus Christ, then Paul had a greater revelation of what really took place at the cross, how the cross was the place where righteousness was declared, Romans 3, 25 through 27. And righteousness is the only, and the cross is the only place where righteousness is imparted as a status and only through which comes the fruit of righteousness, not by what we eat or don't eat. And we've got to, you know, people would hear this who were absent of this knowledge and maybe claim, well, you're condemning other people. No, I'm not. Paul wasn't condemning when he said nothing's unclean of itself. People may be watching and think meat's unclean or only this is unclean. Paul said nothing's unclean and he knew that and was persuaded of that by the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul, by the way, was an apostle to us Gentiles and whoever else might hear him. Hallelujah. He was given that which we need. But he says, If your brother be grieved with your meat, your liberty and freedom that you have, that you know you have, that because you know nothing's unclean, don't walk in a place that's not love toward him. Don't destroy him with your liberty and freedom to eat meat just because he doesn't yet know, he doesn't yet know that the cross provided everything new for him. Every, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Behold, all things are new. Uh, the apostle Peter was caught in Antioch with the Gentiles sucking the juice right out of the chicken leg bones. <laughs> the Bible doesn't say that now. But he was eating things he'd never eaten before with the Gentiles. But when he heard the people from James's church in Jerusalem was coming, he jumped up, got away from the Gentiles. See, Peter, he, he was still righteous before God, but he was no longer bearing righteous fruit because Peter jumped in a boat of hypocrisy and had to be rebuked in love, corrected in love by Paul who reminded Paul, I'm sorry, Paul reminded Peter that we're not justified by works. What you were, the liberty you were enjoying with the Gentiles here now, you didn't have to stop just because James folks showed up. And now, you know, Peter was caught in a boat of hypocrisy. And Paul had to remind him. He didn't get up and start preaching about sanctification. But in a sense, he did because sanctification is only going to take place if you really understand justification. That you were justified by the blood of Jesus and all things become new and nothing is unclean now when it comes to what you eat or don't eat. I mean, there's, we're told not to eat blood and, 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 and different, just a handful of things for Gentile believers. The point is in this chapter not to destroy, belittle, condemn, push aside, look down on those who are not as mature as you are, but keep walking in love. It also doesn't say you stop eating meat. 
just because they don't get it. It just means don't destroy him. Don't walk in a place toward them that's not a place of love. If it would have been uh, all the, uh, you know, don't eat meat anymore and all this because they don't believe in eating meat. You got to wait on them to mature. You can't keep enjoying your liberties until they catch up and can enjoy. That, that's not biblical. If that were the case, Paul wouldn't have said, I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing unclean. He wouldn't even have said that. Him saying that rebukes the thought of you and I not being able to enjoy the liberty and the freedom we have because we're now walking in a place where we realize there's nothing unclean. All things are sanctified by the word and prayer as we give thanks for what we have because the Lord has given us all things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But when folks are uh, growing, and by the way, that's all of us. We're all growing. But when folks are babies in Christ, or maybe they've been babies in Christ 40 years and it's time they should be growing. Paul said that in Hebrews chapter 8. You ought to all now be teachers, but you're carnal. You just keep showing up, want somebody to just keep preaching and teaching the same old basic principles, first principles that you learned, it's time to mature and go and it's time to start eating meat, hallelujah. It's time to quit just showing up and hearing a preacher preach and singing the first, second, and last stanza. It's time to now to learn the way of the cross and to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest in experience in your life this what you have, these freedoms and liberties in Christ. Hallelujah. The same thing could be said, not just about what you eat, but on some day. If you don't, if you don't worship God on Saturday, you're not in Colossians chapter 2, Paul talks about that. Don't let any man beguile you and deceive you based on weeks, days, months, years, festivals, holidays. All those things of the old covenant were all consummated and wrapped up in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that you're learning that today, maturing in that today? But we're not going to condemn and belittle those who are in the faith but weak in the faith because the faith is never weak. It's us who are weak. And what determines the level of weakness or strength that we are, that we have in the faith, is what level of, hear this, what level of trust we're placing on Christ and His work at Calvary. That's the gospel. Remember, only as the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel do we go from faith to faith experiencing maturity and liberty and freedom from faith to faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10 and 17. But you must be hearing the Word of God in its gospel context because only in the gospel context are the words of God's righteousness, the God's righteous words revealed to you and all His words are in righteousness. Again, Proverbs 8 and 8, which means they all have to be viewed through Christ 
and what he did at Calvary and then we're no longer held in a paralyzed and crippled place as the church but we rise up and shine as the lights and have the aroma of salt and begin to march as this last day's army of good soldiers Christ has called us. Not rising above each other but rising above the bondages in the chains and the paralyzation and the crippleness that we've had to go through for centuries and God be praised. He's brought us to a place of learning the wisdom of the cross in His Word. The truth of God's words. Hallelujah. When truth is spoken, righteousness is revealed. That relates the truth with the gospel. And I'm quoting Proverbs 12, 17. When he that speaks truth, righteousness is revealed, shown. But a false witness, deceit. A false witness will use God's word, but only that which is deceitful will be manifest. Get that. Proverbs 12 and 17. Write it down. Go look at it. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. But a false witness, even though he uses God's word, it will be out of its context of truth and righteousness. Righteousness is what is, listen, righteousness is what makes God's truth what it is to us. Romans 1 and 18, and I have to quit, but Romans 1 18 says those who hold God's truth in unrighteousness, that ungodliness and unrighteous fruit, which is all there can be, he will the wrath of God will be revealed against that. I encourage you to come out of wherever you've been, whatever, whoever you've been sitting under that does not open the Bible and point you to the place of victory, the place where the word they're teaching and preaching can be applied by the Spirit of grace to your life. The Spirit of truth wants to apply the truths of God to your heart. He wants to guide you into all truth so that you can be maturing in the liberty that Jesus said we would have, the freedom we would be made and experience when we know the truth. Hallelujah. God bless you. I know for those of you who have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in these last days will be encouraged by these teachings. And I, I encourage you to share them on Facebook. Don't just like the post and comment. on. Hit the share button. It's not about who it is that's sharing the truth. It's just about that the truth is being shared. And I know a lot of people won't share because they, they, they hadn't matured yet to a place of not realizing that it's not about who shared it. It's just that it is being shared. Partake of this. Partake of this. Share these great truths being taught in the Word of God. Don't forget to pray for us. Sow into the ministry. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. Remember, when you sow into good ground, there will be a harvest. The good ground is where the gospel is the message. The message of the cross is the gospel. God will bless you tremendously. Watch what I tell you. It's, it's where God says in His Word, you can test me in this and you'll see. You will see.
you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can pull out your smartphone and just text uh, to 903-231-5950. Just type the word give in the box, send it to that number. Be a blessing to the ministry where you're being encouraged through and learning that you're being discipled. Hallelujah. Christ himself by his spirit is teaching us the word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And God's word is becoming a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless you. We love you. Until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. I'll see you then.